Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, July 30th. I always got to look at my calendar because I'm like counting the days down to the end of the month. Today is going to be so hot. It's going to be like 95 degrees here. Um, but it's, it's going to be a good day. It's been an interesting week. Uh, I don't, I did some reflection with some people at my work last night and it seems like God is on the move. What I mean by God is on the move, he's pouring out an abundant amount of love in, during this time. And it feels like a shifting, like we feel a shifting, we feel a change and people are reacting differently to the change. And a lot of times God will use gravitational pull. You hear oftentimes like the planets when they're aligned a certain way along with the moon, it causes a certain shift in, in how we feel things. Um, but let me give you a good explanation about this. Um, for those of you who may have been on the beach around waves near the ocean, if you've ever felt how the moon pulls the water out and then in, okay? And you can feel it. Like I've sat in the ocean and I felt the pull of the tide and I felt the pull of it. I've meditated to a full moon where I felt the pull like this. And it feels like it's pulling. Like if you're laying flat, it'll pull from the bottom of your feet. It'll pull out and it'll pull back, push back in. And sometimes that pull is so strong. It feels like you're driving up a hill and as you crest over and go to drop to the bottom, that drop feeling in your gut, that's what it'll sometimes feel like in this pull, in this gravitational pull. Now, God will use, he, I mean, he perfectly aligned the universe for his good and he will use those times while pouring out his love and his love will push out negative emotions, negative behaviors, negative mindsets. It will bring out the toxicity in you. It's like his love is so great and powerful. It'll, it starts to push that out and people react in their own way. I know one coworker said she had like a really bad panic attack. And I, you know, it's because God's trying to push these things out of her. Um, I know I have felt a little different and I, I do truly believe because there's so many people right now that are going one way where they're working through the pain or they're going another and they're turning back to old coping systems. And I do believe that God is on the move right now. He's pouring out a lot of love in the world and people are feeling it. And if anybody is going through an emotionally difficult time, like you feel, I know a lot of people right now are feeling very emotional. I feel very emotional, but I know that God is with me to work through it. And so I handle it a little bit differently than I used to. I used to drink. Every time I got to this point in my life and I would feel like this, like I can't do it. Like, I don't want to deal with this. I just want to be numb. I would always turn to alcohol. 
And now I know that's not good for me. And I turn to God. I have learned step by step how to do that. And that is so much more loving and fulfilling. He puts things in my day to serve him. Sometimes there's things I don't expect. And sometimes there's things I really don't want to do. But when he asks me, I do them. And it gets me out of that emotion that I get stuck in. So for any of you who's going through an emotionally difficult time right now, you're really just on the edge, you're anxious, the depression, the anxiety, you just feel it and it feels like it feels like something is going like this to you. Okay, you feel like this and your emotions are just like this and your head is just like this. Just know that God is trying to work things out of you. And if you persevere through this struggle, this emotional struggle, this physical struggle, this spiritual struggle, if you persevere through it and ask God for help, ask God to love you through it, things are easier when he loves you through it. But when you persevere through it, it, it gives you confidence on such a deeper level. And it really does build your character and it gives you hope because you'll grow. When you persevere through times like these, God is asking you to grow to what he created you to be. So persevere through it, grow. Know that this is a challenge to grow into what you were created to be and, and embrace the challenge. And when you see it like that, that is you unveiling what God is actually trying to do to you. Because right now seems like a difficult time and it seems like you're the only one. But when I'm actually looking around, Everybody I know right now is feeling really emotional, really physically sore, and just really just on the edge. And they're just like, oh, they're just not sure. So when I started talking about it with other people, and it was like, okay, they don't feel so alone. Now they can talk about it. And now they have understanding. And when you realize like, okay, I'm going to look at this like I'm growing. You see it differently. It's that unveiling. And now you welcome it a little bit more differently because it's growth and I want everyone to, to grow like growing growth is painful, but growth gets you to where you're meant to be. And everybody wants to be the best version of themselves. So trust the process and call on God for help. Oh, call on him. He is so faithful and he will comfort you in ways that you wouldn't even imagine. Like when I call on God, it's an instant like cloud of like peace. And if I got anxiety going on in my mind and I got depression and I just can't get over it and I feel so weighed down, like this is it, God, I can't do it anymore. And I'm on the verge of tears. He just surrounds me with his cloud of love and he empties my mind. So I'm no longer, my mind's not racing. I don't know how he does it. He just does it. Okay, because I let him, I surrender and I go, please help me. So he empties my mind. He fills my heart with love. And then I feel him wrap his love around me. And it's peaceful. Suddenly, I'm not having all this chaos in my mind. And I'm not having this emotional chaos here. And my body is relaxed. And after some time, he goes, now I would like you to do this. And he moves me forward in something that helps me feel better, that gets my mind off the negative behavior. So I really want to share that with people because I know and I believe 
that everybody is going through something right now. You are never alone in those feelings on the inside. Even the best of people in the world, they all have that because we can always grow. Everybody's always growing. Uh, this could be like the hugest movement is learning that when these times in the world happen and everybody's going through this, God is pouring out his love and he's asking us to grow, grow deeper in our spiritual maturity, grow deeper in our knowledge of the world, grow deeper in our love for each other. Uh, what a beautiful thing to embrace you guys. I love you all night and I love God. Oh, God bless God. He is such an amazing God. I cannot say that enough. He's worked me through so much. And even now, I know that there's going to still be struggles. And he's still, he's always with me, reminding me of what I deserve. And reminding me that my value's in him. And not what other people think. And that kind of comfort is, is, um, there's no price tag on that. So today's daily bread is called, It's Not About the Fish. And the verse comes from Jonah chapter 3, verse 10. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented. This is so very beautiful because God will keep challenging you until you grow. Like eventually we have to grow or we die in the toxicity. God never gives up on his children. So he's constantly doing whatever it takes to help you see the right way. Whether he uses people, like he's used me to be relentless on people, and he's used people on me to be relentless on me during my bad behaviors. And I've learned to submit to listening to people and their guidance. I've learned that when people come to me and guide me, especially people who serve, there's so many people around me who are just, they love God and they serve God. And when that when it comes from a heart like that, I know they have what's best, my best interest in mind. And I submit to that. I don't take it as a, I can't believe you're talking to me. No, I take it like, I really need to look at this. Like they're saying something and it's coming from God. So that's so very beautiful. The story goes, sighted numerous times off the coast of Australia's South Queensland's Migaloo, the first albino humpback whale ever documented. The splendid creature, estimated at more than 40 feet, 40 feet long, is so rare that Australia passed a law specifically to protect him. Thank you, God. The Bible tells us about a huge fish so rare that God had provided it especially to swallow a runaway prophet. Most know the story. God told Jonah to take a message of judgment to Nineveh, Nineveh. But Jonah wanted nothing to do with the Ninevites, who had a reputation for cruelty to just about everyone, including the Hebrews. So he fled. Things went badly. From inside the fish, Jonah repented. Eventually, he preached to the Ninevites, and they repented too. This is such an interesting story. God is speaking to me. Oh, uh, great story, right? Except it doesn't end there. While the Nineveh repented, Jonah pouted. Isn't this what I said, Lord, he prayed? I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger, abounding in love. Have you been re rescued from certain death? Jonah's sinful anger grew until, until even his prayer became suicidal. <laughs> 
The story of Jonah isn't about the fish. It's about our human nature and the nature of the God who pursues us. The Lord is patient with you, wrote the Apostle Peter, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God offers his love to the brutal Ninevites, pouting prophets, and you and me. How have you benefited from God's patient love? Who can you share God's love with? Father, help us live out your love and tell others about us. Amen. This is so very beautiful, you guys. And you know, I can relate to Jonah. There has been times God has asked me to speak truths to people and I turned the other way. I say, God, I can't do it. I'm too scared. Uh, I don't want to face the anger that they will display. It might hurt my feelings. I don't want to. I don't want to make them angry. Like I just that. I, I'm. I fear that. Like I don't want to make people angry, and that's the old me. That that overtakes the new me, because. When you walk in the steps of Jesus, Jesus never feared speaking the truth, but he did it in love. Hence the Samaritan woman at the well. He still valued her, but he said what was what was true. Um, when he overturned the tables in the center of the temple, when they were selling, you know, in God's temple, making money and all of this, and he came up in anger and he flipped the tables. He said what needed to be said. How how wrong. But Jesus never put his hands on anybody in anger. And I want to point that out. That there's been a lot of things going on in the world where people will justify laying your hands on somebody in anger, especially children. And when you walk the way of Jesus... When you realize what he did in this world, he never once put his hand on anybody in anger. Even those who hurt him, he never once lashed out back in anger. And who, what kind of man is Jesus to allow somebody to hurt him? What kind of love is that? Now, it's not easy. I'm... This is just so big, it gets even bigger, and I'll end up getting off track. But when Jonah turned around and ran, when you're faced with something like that, like, you don't want to. I would want to run too sometimes, but I'm kind of rooted in my community. So God let one lesson pass, and... I was very honest about it. I was like, I know I was supposed to say something, but I can't. I just don't. I wasn't ready, God. I wasn't ready. Then an another opportunity came by, and I let that pass. And then little bit by little bit, opportunities have been coming up that God's like, I want you to stand up for what you believe in. And this is what it comes down to. Going over and saying what God wants you to say is standing up for what we believe in. Is standing up for what he created us to be. And if you can't, and this is what God told me, you cannot keep backing down to your old self. Otherwise, you are your old self. He goes, that's not what I've put all this work and you've put all this work in to do. So for God to do something as great as 
bring a fish for Jonah to repent. Jonah must have been fearful. These Ninevites must have been, I don't know. But it's just such a, to me, this is such a deep story because we are fearful in today's day and age to speak out the truth because it ta- it's too tedious. It's too long. It's too much work. We don't like, it takes away from my own personal life. You tend to get like, well, I don't want to deal with it right now. And when we back down to what we believe to be true, we fail. I fail. So that's what I get from this story. And God was not going to allow Jonah to back down on what he believed and knew he could do. And God just told me that yesterday. I just had a moment of like, ugh. And then again, it's been this bit of time, there's been a lot of stuff and I too have gone through an emotional turmoil where it's like, what is going on? But God's like, I know you can. I created you because I'm sitting there going, I can't, I just can't. And he goes, I know you can, I created you. So what we believe to be true ain't always necessary true. Just like Jonah said, he couldn't, he ran away. God is like, yes, you can and you need to, but look at what happened afterwards. Now I want to look beyond just Jonah actually having that fear and then facing it, but look what happened when he faced it. Now Jonah was facing his Goliath right here, when he was facing the Ninevites, when he was facing this and finally he had to say what God asked him to say. He was facing his Goliath and when he finally faced his Goliath, and I'm speaking to myself on this, look what happened. This group of very cruel people turned and repented to God. How beautiful is that? What if Jonah would have never done it? What if he would have killed himself? What if Jesus would have turned away from hanging on the cross in fear? We would never be here. We would have ne- we we would have all perished a long time ago. So when these great people of the world stood up and faced their Goliath, just as we we are great too. You are great. I'm born to be great. We're meant to achieve great things in this world. And when we face our fears and we face these Goliaths of the world, and all it is is Satan and residing in things. And once I've came to term with that, it really is just a battle between, I mean, God's already won the battle and it's just between him and Satan. But once I realized that You know, I have to face that Goliath. Something greater is on the other side. This is so deep. I'm really in a very deep spiritual warfare mindset right now. Because there's a lot of things that are going on right now that are convicting many people in the world. And when people get convicted, the Satan resides in negative emotions. Satan, whether you believe it or not, When you have anger towards somebody and you're frustrated and you're resentful and you're hateful, Satan is residing in you. Satan has resided in in me. I see Satan reside in other people. I can tell when Satan is residing in somebody around me because they won't look me in the eyes when I talk to them. And I'm just like, hmm, so they're being dishonest and they're they're evading having to look at truth because then Satan would actually have to look me in the eyes and hence he would actually have to look at God in the eyes and he knows that there's nothing he can do that would make me turn away from God 
because he's already sent somebody to spit in my face. What is he gonna do? Like, beyond that, there's nothing else Satan can do to really deter me besides take me out of this world, which God's not gonna let that happen. But in all of that, Satan resides in negative emotions. So if you are very, or if you're harboring these emotions, you're harboring Satan inside of you. So when your soul gets convicted, that's Satan trying to hang on to you and, and your soul is trying to reach up and go, no, let it go, like see yourself. So there's a lot of conviction going on right now. So I'm in deep spiritual warfare. So I'm trying to keep it on a very understanding flesh level, but my mind is completely on spiritual warfare right now. I hope this completely makes sense, you guys. And I invite you to research biblical spiritual warfare and see all types don't follow everything you believe how i learned about spiritual warfare was god he taught me himself in jail the exact nature of spiritual warfare where satan was residing how to defeat him and let me tell you something the only way to defeat satan is with the truth and love that's it. Once you have those things down, it's over. So I love you guys. You have a beautiful, beautiful Thursday, the last couple days of the month. And like I said, not even a challenge. I invite you to really directly ask God about spiritual warfare. I mean, let him teach you. It's, it's in a, like, I, it's, it's an interesting thing for me because I I love spiritual warfare. I really, it's something that I, I know God puts in my path every day because I'm good at it. He has molded me to be good at slaying the Satan in people with love and truth. And sometimes those people turn away and turn back to their old ways. But a lot of times people will turn and they will really reflect and go, wow, that was really truthful. Like, and they will want more of God. Such a beautiful thing. I love you guys. God bless and amen.